Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to chat with you a little bit about the people who you hang out with and and why it's so important to get around a, a diverse group of people who inspire you and challenge you to do so many different things. I'm coming to you for this episode from the Trump National Doral Golf Resort in Miami, Florida. I am today the keynote speaker for an association who's having their annual summer conference here, and I'm actually doing two keynotes. Uh, They had two speakers to kick off their day back-to-back before they have a golf outing later on today, and uh, one of the other speakers had a medical emergency and wasn't able to come, and so a couple days ago, they asked me if I would be willing to step in and do two presentations. The executive director was curious if I had two different presentations that I could make that wouldn't be boring because I'll be taking up nearly three hours of the agenda. And if I had something that would also be complimentary to my opening keynote, since uh, it's going to be me, he wanted to make sure that they related and, and continued to build on each other. And I'm excited because I don't often get to do you know this long uh, with an audience when I'm when I'm doing a keynote. It's, it's really a keynote and then a workshop sort of that are being stitched together. So I'm excited. And this is a beautiful property. I've never been here. And to be honest with you, I I hadn't even really heard of the Doral Resort. Uh, And you can say what you want about Donald Trump. Some people like him, some people don't. But wow, the guy certainly knows how to put together an amazing venue because this resort is really, really swank. So, and I really enjoyed it. Last night at sunset, I got to go to the opening reception that the association hosted. And that was great because I got to meet so many of the people who are going to be in the audience tomorrow. And that's something I love to do when I speak is to hang out with the audience, either before or afterwards. But if I get to do it before, it really makes the whole presentation more intimate because I'm able to ask people a lot of questions about how they do their jobs. What do they do on a daily basis? I get the feel of the demographic of who's in the audience and what's important to them around my topic. What surprised me is a lot of them had read the brochure and they were excited. They knew what I was going to talk about and and they had questions. And I was able to take those conversations and go back to my room last night and actually tweak a little bit about what I was going to say and be able to customize this a little bit more. So all in all, I think this is going to be a great day, but I got to get the podcast out too. And so sometimes, you know, I just have to do it on the fly as we go. I'm sure that my uh, wonderful, wonderful editor from podfly.net will be like saying, Tom, you got this to me very, very late. And I apologize because they do such good work, but uh, sometimes I blow my deadline and they still get the podcast out to you on time. So let's jump right in with today's show. You know, I've been talking a lot recently about reinventing and relaunching and, and just, you know, sort of making yourself better. And one of the most important things I believe that you can do to really improve yourself and and to set yourself up for more success is really pay attention to the people who you hang around with. The famous Jim Rohn had a great saying, and that was, you are the sum of the five people who you spend the most time with. Now, I've been quoting that for 10 years. And, you know, I saw Jim Rohn speak once about maybe 20 years ago, and it really stuck inside my mind that you're the sum of the five people 
who you spend the most time with. So if you're surrounded with people who are trying to accomplish things and improve themselves, you're going to be drawn to do the same thing. And if you're hanging out with people who, who aren't getting better, they're just sitting around, you know, no ambition, you're going to be brought down to that same level. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this today. And that is, how do you get yourself around people who are really going to inspire you? You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I say you got to get around business owners. And you've heard me say this on the podcast before. I tell people all the time who call me and say, Tom, I, I want to be a professional speaker. My first question is, how many speaker friends do you have? Because if you're not hanging out with people who are living the life you want to achieve, I believe it's really hard to figure out how do you do it. But if you're hanging out with people who are actually getting hired to go and speak at associations and corporations and universities, then all of a sudden you're going to start to pick up little tidbits of what you need to do to be someone who gets hired. Because I will tell you, if, if nothing else I say in this entire podcast rings true with you, I want to tell you this point, and that is success leaves clues. So get around people who are being successful in the area that you want to be successful in, and they're going to leave clues behind. It's just going to make it so much easier for you to be able to figure out how to do that. But a lot of people ask me, Tom, how do you make friends when you're 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old? And I do think there's something to this that it gets harder to make friends as we get older. You know, when you're young, you're in school and, you know, you have all your classes and every year there's a whole new mix up of the people in elementary school and then middle school and high school, you're changing classes every hour. So you're around a bunch of different people and you start to join clubs that match up with your interests. And so you're finding people all the time. And then you go to college and you move into the dorm and everybody's new. So everybody's kind of in the same boat and you're trying to meet people and you're figuring out who you are. And again, you're joining organizations, fraternities, sororities, uh, other business clubs or whatever whatever your points of interest are, sports teams. And again, every year, new freshmen come in. So the four years you're in college, new people are coming around you. Then you go out and get a job and, you know, there's all these young professionals around you and you get married and you have kids and all of a sudden there's parents of all these other kids. And so all of a sudden you're just around a lot of people. Now, obviously not everybody you meet becomes your friend, but if you're always around new people, the odds are you're going to find somebody that you have things in common with and you're going to build friendships. But as we get older, we get a little bit more into our routine. And I think it does get a little harder to go out and make new friends. So my first advice is if you, if you want new friends, the best thing you can do is go and be a friend. Be someone who takes interest in other people. You know, we live in a world where people are so focused on themselves. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. If you listen to this podcast, you say, Tom, you talk about yourself a lot. Well, you know, we're all caught up in, in the self-promotion of the social media crazy world that we live in. But so often when someone takes the time to stop and say, you know, what's important to you is important to me. I'm taking an interest in that. All of a sudden, your whole world kind of goes to a screeching halt. And you go, well, I got to pay attention to this person. I got an email just a couple days ago from a guy named Scott, and we're going to talk later on today, I think. We actually kind of were trying to schedule a time that we could talk. But, you know, the thing that got me is he was listening to my podcast. And I guess in one of the podcasts, I said, if you like the podcast, send me an email. Reach out at Tom, T-H-O-M, at TomSinger.com. And out of the blue, I get an email, and I think it was titled, I Really Like Your Podcast. And he wrote me a long 
thing about how listening to the podcast and some of the people I interviewed and some of this message about about reinventing and, and relaunching and leveling up, some of it really resonated with him, and it was the right message that he needed to hear at that time. And he thanked me for having this show. Well, all of a sudden, my whole world just stopped, and I immediately noticed him. And so I reached back out and I thanked him so much because I really did appreciate his words. But later on today, we're going to have a conversation about maybe some of the stuff he wants to do in his career that maybe I can help guide him on. But also, he came to me with some value of what he does in his life that he thought I would benefit from. And he wasn't trying to sell me anything. He just said, hey, I have a piece of information that might be important to you and your family. You know, I'd love to pick your brain, but at the same time, I'd love to share this information with you. Well, wow. I mean, I noticed him, and, and I just have this feeling that, that we're going to chat, and may, maybe I'll never talk to him again, but I just have this feeling he's the type of person that could become my friend. And he got my attention because he took an interest in me. You know, there's an old saying that it doesn't matter what you say or what you do, people will remember how you make them feel. And Scott made me feel real good. He made me feel like the effort I put in to create this podcast mattered to one person. And you know, I, I don't know how many of you will hear this, but if anything that we say today matters to you, whether you write me or not, that's why I want to do it. And just every now and then hearing from somebody like Scott, you know, wow, boom, made me get really excited about all the things that I'm doing because it mattered to somebody. And he did it right because he didn't just call up and go, can I pick your brain? He actually offered value. He came into the conversation saying, I have something of value I'd like to give to you. And that really made me take notice. He, he came to me as a friend, and I think that could lead to us being friends. I don't know. Like I said, we may have a conversation, never talk again, but that's how friendships are born. Someone has to take ownership of that. So, you know, if you want to, you know, get around people, one of the best things that you can do is become a joiner. You know, not everybody likes to join networking groups or their trade associations or other types of, of gatherings. You know, they don't like to go to these things. But at the end of the day, if you're just staying at home, playing on the Internet or listening to podcasts, even my podcast, if you're just listening to podcasts by yourself, you're not going to get around new people. So I am a huge believer in joining a couple of groups. Now, that doesn't mean joining everything in your community, and it certainly doesn't mean joining things just so you can get around people. You don't want to be a taker. You don't want to fake it and just show up. But you want to get involved with something where you have an interest. So I'm involved with a couple of different organizations, but the one that everybody hears me talk about on this show all the time is the National Speakers Association. And for me, it was great because I got around people who were doing what I wanted to do. And over the years, I've built really strong friendships with other people who we share a lot of interests. Earlier yesterday, I was getting on an airplane. And there's a speaker, God, he's really good. He's a magician. He's a business speaker with so much great content, content and he's a fantastic master of ceremonies because he can merge his business knowledge and his showmanship of being a magician into doing these great big shows. His name is John Petz. And we were trading emails as I was waiting to get on a bar, trading texts as I was waiting to get on an airplane. And, you know, we were just sharing ideas with each other, talking about how our businesses were going and what 2015 was going to look like. And it was just nice to have a friend who I like and I trust and I admire who I could share some stuff with. I mean, you know, I can't share every little sale that I'm doing with everybody on the podcast. I don't want to be, you know, humbly bragging about some of the the things that are going my way or or talking about some things that didn't go my way. You know, that's not 
something I should be broadcasting. But when you have some friends who you trust, you can share the good and the bad of your business. And all of a sudden, it's not so lonely. That's the reason that joining a trade association and making friends with peers, I think, is so important. Because, you know, it just puts you around other people who have automatically something in common. So, you know, if you currently don't belong to any organization, be it a business group, a community group, a civic group, a charity, uh, why not? Take a minute. If you're saying, well, I don't belong to anything right now, I'm too busy. Well, you're not too busy because you're spending the time listening to this show. And I don't mean to beat you up because then you'll delete my show. But the truth is, is that everyone needs to belong to something if they want to grow their friendships. And I think it's important that you grow the number of people who are in your lives because it's the only way you're going to be able to expand and do more is you have to get around new people. Because sometimes, you know, you end up in relationships with people and, and they're nice people and they're good at heart, but they're really not pushing you forward. Sometimes you look around and say, this is just you know, these people aren't aren't helping me and I'm not helping them. It's just a stagnant relationship. But if you always have new people coming into your life, you know, you can find it doesn't mean you have to get rid of the other people. I'm not a big fan of firing your friends, but add new people in and add them into your social circle. And it just makes things better. One of the things you can do is you start to meet new people is host events, have a party at your house or tell people, hey, let's meet down at the bar at the Four Seasons and be a person who brings a group of three or four people together who Maybe they don't know each other, and maybe you're the conduit that brings them together. And now all of a sudden, three of your friends each end up with somebody new who they've never met before. So be the, you know, if you want to make connections, go out and be a connector. Now, I also think we have to pay attention to who we're becoming friends with when it comes to the idea of diversity. I am a really big believer that we need diversity in our life. We have to be around people who come from different backgrounds, people of different races, people of different who were brought up in different religions really can bring new perspective to you. Uh, if you're a man, have, have friend, be friends with women. If you're a woman, be friends with men. You should have friends who have a different sexual orientation. You should have friends who have a different political outlook than you do. In fact, if you go to dinner parties and at every dinner party, everybody believes what you believe politically, you're not growing. You're not learning. You're not being exposed to anything. So if you're a Democrat, make sure you have Republican friends and vice versa. If you're a Republican, have Democrat friends. I was talking to someone the other day and she is of one party and she said, I don't like to hang out with anybody of the other party. It just aggravates me. Well, if you only hang out with people who share all of your points of view, how do you I just don't understand how you grow. And so you also want to look for people of, of, uh, who come from different parts of the world because, you know, we live in a little bubble. For those of us who grew up in America, you know, some of the greatest things is to have friends who grew up in Australia, in Europe, in Africa, and ask them questions about their upbringing because you will be exposed to the fact that, that not better or worse, but there are different ways that things go on all over the world. And the only way, the only way you're going to get exposed to it is if you're curious and you ask questions and you observe and you listen. And at the same time, you know, these friends, they should be asking you the questions and you should be sharing your background and your beliefs. And if everyone's respectful, you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with all your friends. As long as you're respectful and as long as no one's doing anything that's immoral and awful and illegal. But get around people who are different. And that also includes people of different ages. One of the things I've observed as I get older is people tend to hang out with people 
who have similar backgrounds and similar shared experiences. And one of those things is our generation. So we tend to hang out with a lot of people who are about our age. You know, when I look at the baby boomers who I know, a lot of them, you know, if they take trips with people and they do stuff, they're doing it with other people who are baby boomers. If I'm looking at Gen X or or Gen Y, they're hanging out with people of about their same age. I actually think that whatever age you are, you have to make real friends who come from different generations, who are older or younger than you. So I tell people all the time, if you're in your 20s, every single, if you want great career advice, if you're in your 20s, every year, go make a friend. And I mean a real friend, somebody who you talk to, somebody you go have lunch with, you go have a beer with, a glass of wine, you go running with them, uh, whatever, whatever the, the mutual interests that you can find with this person, go make friends with somebody who's in their 50s or 60s because that's going to help you. It's going to help you grow. Those people aren't out of touch. Sometimes younger people say, oh, what do they know? They're, they're older. The world has changed. You know, I'm in this new digital generation. No, go make friends with someone in their 50s and 60s because they're not obsolete. They've seen a lot of stuff and the world hasn't changed as much as you think it has. Let me tell you, my dad always said that the biggest change isn't people. The biggest change is the tools we use to communicate. Well, Yeah, the tools we use to communicate have changed over 30 years. But you know what? Those 50 and 60-year-olds, they're using smartphones. They're using the internet. And you can teach them. You can show them the new stuff. But they can also teach you a lot. Now, the flip side of that is if you're in your 50s or 60s, you have to go make a friend, again, a real friend who's in their 20s or 30s every single year because those people, they're not young, they're not whippersnappers, they're not you know, lazy, they're not all the things the media says. They're people who are ambitious and they're doing things and they have seen the world through an entirely different way that they were brought up than the way you were brought up. Get around them, listen, ask questions, find out, learn from them. The 20 and 30-somethings can teach the 50 and 60-somethings. Now, here's the hard part. If you're in your 40s like I am, if you're Generation X and you're sandwiched right in the middle between the baby boomers and the millennials. Let me tell you, you have to make a friend one older and one younger. So you got to make twice as many friends every single year because again, same thing. The older people, they can help guide you in so many ways, but the younger people can also be mentors. So don't just hang out with people your own age. I've always, because my situation growing up, I was over a decade younger, almost two and three decades than my brothers and my cousins. I had a first cousin, my mom's brother's son, who was 30 years old the same year I was born. He had kids older than me. So my first cousins, and I have 26 first cousins, almost all of them are a decade older than me or more. So growing up at family parties, I always hung out with the older people. And my daughter, one of the things she's always liked to do since she was itty bitty is she's always liked to sit at the table with adults, especially when they're talking about their businesses or about, you know, the stock market or something like that. And she always was listening and learning and she liked hanging out with the adults because it exposed her to something different. Now, that didn't mean she shouldn't hang out with her friends, you know, her own age, but every now and then she wanted to sit at that adult table and she would listen and she would take notes. And now that she's 18, she quotes things she heard at dinner parties years ago about business and success and goal setting. So, you know, do the same thing that she did. Sit with people who are older and sit with people who are younger and listen to what they have to say and try to learn from it because anyone, anyone can be your mentor. 
And the same thing goes for, you know, what are you reading? What news outlets are you watching and, and downloading from? And what podcasts are you listening to? You know, I, I always like uh, John Lee Dumas on uh, Entrepreneur on Fire. You know, he ends the show, like I was a guest on his show, and he ends the show by saying, you've been hanging out with Tom and JLD, because it's John Lee Dumas, so he calls himself JLD. And so he said, you've been hanging out with Tom Singer and JLD. Well, you know what? I think that's cool because when you're listening to a podcast, in a way, it is kind of like you're hanging out together. So, you know, at this point, we're 20 minutes into this episode. We've been hanging out. So who are you hanging out with? And again, I think it should be diverse. If every show you listen to, if you're just listening to entrepreneur shows, you're you're cutting yourself off. You know, there's so many podcasts that do so many, you know, different types of education and, and just some of them are entertainment. Start, you know, making sure that your podcast list has a variety of people. And again, make sure some of those hosts are in their 50s and 60s and some of those hosts are in their 20s. And then, you know, some of the hosts are 49 years old like me. So, you know, keep this one. Uh, so, you know, make sure you're doing that because you don't have to actually know a person directly for them to be a mentor. I really think that people can be mentors who are not uh, somebody who you always hang out with. So make sure that you are listening to a wide variety of things and really listening to that. All right, I got a little distracted there for a second, if you noticed in the last couple sentences. So I'm recording this from my hotel room, and all of a sudden, housekeeping starts knocking on the door. It's like, really? You know, it's early in the day. I haven't checked out yet. What are you doing? So it's like I had to, I, they kept knocking on the door, and I knew if I didn't wrap up that thought sort of quickly that they were just going to walk in the door and, you know, start like cleaning up around me while I was recording this episode. So really quick, one of the things I have to do is I have to thank my sponsor. I actually forgot in the last episode to thank my sponsor, so I'm going to thank them with extra enthusiasm because I love working with podfly.net. This episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. For an exclusive offer to those who listen to cool things entrepreneurs do, visit podfly.net slash cool things. And you know, I think a lot of people who listen to shows really want to start their own podcast. That's what happened to me. It's been about a year since I was listening to several shows, including I mentioned John Lee Dumas and uh, Michael O'Neill on the Solopreneur Hour. I was listening to those types of shows thinking, I would like to do that. And, and that got married with some advice that I got to interview people because the more you interview people and listen to their answers, again, success leaves clues. You start to get ideas. And when you're around people who are doing exciting things, you can't help but get inspired. And so the combination of listening to podcasts and having that advice to start really being curious and interviewing people, those two things came together last summer and I started to get excited about wanting to do my own show. Well, the problem was, I got really, really scared. I got really scared of doing the show and having to do all the technical pieces of it because that's just not my thing, right? I'm a professional speaker. I love the idea of interviewing people or doing a podcast like this where it's just me talking. However, the thought of having to sit down and like fix any ums and ahs and the ups and downs in the audio and add it to the, the intro and the outro and, you know, making sure that it all sounds even and all that stuff. And I didn't even know how to record an intro and an outro. I went to Podcast Movement last August, and out of the blue, I met the people from podfly.net, and I'll tell you what, 
They answered all the questions. I kept going back to their booth and asked them question after question after question. I'm sure they thought I was an idiot. However, in the end, they answered them all right and really gave me confidence that if I want to do this show, I could do it and they would help me. And you know what? Here we are, you know, I think 84 episodes, 83 or 84 episodes later, here we are. And I've done it with them and and them being a partner also in helping sponsor this show. So check them out. Anyway, we've kind of gone through everything that, that I wanted to talk about, about this whole idea of, you know, surrounding yourself intentionally with better people. You know, you can make new friendships and new contacts. You can make that a goal. We did an episode around January 1st about goal setting. One of your goals can be, I want to make three new friends in my industry this year. And just write that goal down and and make it something that you strive for. And that makes it so much easier to answer the tough questions when you don't feel like going to that networking event because you're tired or you've been working hard. Or like in my case, you've been traveling all around the country and you just don't want to go. But if you remember, your goal is to meet new people in your industry oh, what the heck, I'll go for an hour. That might be the day that you make a connection that can change your life, change your career, change the trajectory of what you do in your business. Now, maybe not, but it might. And the only way you're going to find out is if you go out there and do that. So meeting new people, you know, we talked earlier, is it hard? Yeah, I think it is hard, but you can do it if you make it a priority. You have to be intentional about it. And it's kind of like dating. You know, if you if you were single and you meet somebody and you hit it off and have a great conversation, one of the two of you needs to follow up and actually move that relation forward. You know, relationship move that relationship forward because it doesn't happen by accident. You know, when I met my wife, I met her in a bar and she actually prefers that I say we met in a microbrewery, but we, we met in Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California, you know, 24 and a half years ago. And, you know, we had a great conversation and she actually joined, she and her friends joined me and my friends going to a comedy club later that night. And, you know, I walked her to her car and I got her number and that was great. However, if I didn't call her, and actually take her on a first date, and then we went on a second date and a third date. You know, if I hadn't initiated those things, we would have just had a great conversation, you know, over some homebrew in uh, microbrew in Gordon Biersch. Well, somebody had to own that relationship and push it forward. And, and then eventually both of us did. And, and then we, you know, moved to Texas and we got married. And, you know, all of a sudden we were a couple. And it's different at that point once a relationship is established. But in the early stages, you know, people have to work to make those things happen. And you have to want to do it. So take ownership of the friendships. The famous Charlie Tremendous Jones had a saying, and that was, you will be the same person in five years that you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Think about that for a second. You're not going to change a lot. Not, you know, magic fairy dust isn't going to fall from the sky and make you a different person. However, The stuff you learn through the books you read, if Charlie Jones was alive today, he'd also say in the podcasts you listen to, but the books you read, but the other part of that was the people you meet. We are so influenced by the people in our life. Make sure that you're going out there and adding some amazing, awesome people into your world. And in five years, you'll look around and go, wow. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Uh, I look, I enjoy doing these single episodes. At first, I really didn't like them, and now I'm starting to get the hang of it. So thanks for hanging in there with me till the end. I really, really appreciate it. If you like the episode, be like Scott. Send me an email. Go on Twitter, at Tom Singer, or at Cool Podcast, and let me know that you liked it. And you know what I would really love? 
I would really love if you would just take a minute. It takes all of like 45 seconds. If you would run over to iTunes and leave a review saying that you like the show on iTunes. And then maybe tell a friend. I would love to grow this audience. The only way that's going to happen is if you actually help me grow it. Tell some people, hey, I listened to this podcast by this guy from Austin. You should check it out. And maybe someone else will listen. So thank you very much. I'll be back in a couple of days with an interview of somebody cool. In the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.